Subscription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620-CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have a feature interview with Saskatchewan's Minister of Agriculture. David Merritt discusses challenges of growing a crop during last year's drought and his look ahead to the future. Real Agriculture talks with the head of food company Paramount Fine Foods with 18 locations around the world. We have a look ahead with the chair of Sask Wheat. Nutrien is looking for a new president after Mayo Schmidt leaves the post after eight months on the job. We have details of a new study on canola shatter. The farm weather's in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call one 800 324 7778. Saskatchewan's Minister of Agriculture says farmers faced a tough and challenging year in 2021. David Merritt says drought created one of the worst crop and pasture production in years. Well, Jim, uh, you know, first and foremost, uh, I want to take this opportunity to really thank the uh, the agriculture uh, industry here in the province of Saskatchewan, both the uh, grains and oilseed producers, the livestock producers, and all those involved in the ag industry even in the service delivery side of it uh, in all cases my hat goes off to them for a a very tough year but getting through another year of obviously challenging times with covid and things like that but uh you know this year was obviously one of the worst years we've seen in in decades as far as you know a drought and and a devastating one jim that didn't just impact the province of saskatchewan it impacted western canada uh, Midwest, uh, Northern United States, and right down to Texas. So it obviously brought some challenging times, you know, especially for the livestock sector, but also for the grains and oilseed producers as well. So uh, once again, I just want to thank them for their resilience. And it just shows the resiliency of the ag sector to pull through and do what we have to do. And and our government, you know, I feel did a very good job at, at working with the industry and the stakeholders in accommodating some of that stress that, that they were put through. 
Yes, you pumped up, what, several hundred million dollars into the uh, farm economy through support. Yeah, you know, the the drought response uh, initiative was a big one, obviously, for the livestock sector. That is to the, it's about a $300 million price tag to the province of Saskatchewan. And it was really for, you know, to preserve the breeding stock here in Saskatchewan, both from, obviously, from cattle, bison, uh, all aspects of it, sheep, that side of it. So, uh, you know, it's something we felt we had to do. Uh, and they're, it's, they're capped at $200 per breeding female and even some of their, their replacement breeding stock as well, Jim. So we felt it was something we had to do. And I think it just kind of led into some of the other things that we did with increasing the low yield appraisals on cereal crops or any crops that a farmer, if they participated in crop insurance, we doubled that threshold. So, you know, for instance, wheat, if it was under five bushel before under crop insurance was written off, we raised that to 10 bushel the acre so that a farmer could see that if, you know, if it was going to be 10 bushel the acre, was it worth his while to cut it or was it worth his while to, you know, salvage it for green feed? And it had to be used for green feed, Jim. And it gave an opportunity to them for, to work with their neighbors. And I know personally some farmers and ranchers that work together on that. And it just uh, helped alleviate some of the stress of them being able to source feed for their cattle for the winter. So, and I mean, that came with a price tag as well, too, on that side of it. So we felt we did some, some good things. The Farm and Ranch Water Program, we uh, increased the threshold on that. It used to be capped at $50,000. We raised that to $150,000 for the livestock producers only for them to access water because that seemed to be, that was obviously a huge, huge issue in, in rural Saskatchewan was getting clean, safe water for livestock. So we raised that for them to access that 150000 and that 100000 over and above the fifty is cost-shared with the province at 70% province, 30% producer. So we felt it was a way for them to, you know, access clean water. We've seen a lot of wells being drilled. I know ranchers in my area that that have gotten it and are very thankful for it. So it's it's the things that we tried to do to alleviate some of the pressure, Jim, and, and I hope we've done that. Coming up, the Minister of Agriculture discusses his outlook for 2022. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca Agriculture Minister David Merritt is optimistic about crop production and the livestock sector in 2022. In a year-end interview, Merritt says crops need moisture, but he has optimism about prices, market access, and economic growth in the province. Well, I'm, I'm very optimistic about agriculture. I really am, Jim, and... Uh, you know, obviously we, we're going to need moisture, but, you know, uh, every farmer that's farmed all their life says, well, we never lose a crop in December or January, and we don't. And, you know, hopefully we're going to get some snow and some and some rain, and, and we'll see some moisture through the winter, you know, to replenish, obviously, what we don't have. And But I'm optimistic about the market access. I'm, I'm optimistic about the prices. Uh, you know, we're still, still seeing strong markets. Our role as government is really to help the industry grow and uh, and that's what we we strive to do and i i look at the opportunities and look what's happened this past year with with the announcements of the canola crush plants here in saskatchewan and other fertilizer plants and things like that the ag industry is going to it did this year is driving the economy will continue to drive the economy in this province when we continue to see investment from global players and i think that's the key thing we're seeing global 
companies now coming into this province and saying, you know, this is the place to be. We grow high quality, safe, sustainable food in an environmental manner. And that's what companies are looking for, Jim. And we can accommodate that. Our producers are the best in the world and we do it with the highest and newest technology as well. So uh, global companies look at that. So I am very optimistic about the ag industry in this province going uh, going into the future. You talked about grain prices being at very high levels, and for those who had a crop, certainly will will benefit. There, though, also are the uh, the issues of rising costs and supply chain issues. Yeah, yeah, it is, and I mean that's something we we are also concerned about. I mean, when you start looking at phosphorus, and it, and obviously they're finding other uses for us, and that's a challenge for us. Is so is there opportunity for us as government to look to companies to say, is there opportunities to build fertilizer facilities here, you know, in, hopefully in the province of Saskatchewan or Western Canada, but really we're, you know, we'll do everything we can to try and get them to invest here in this province. We, I think we have one of the best investment attraction uh, atmospheres in Canada in this province and we'll do as government and that's our role is to work with these companies to say, you know, what's it going to take for you to come here? You know, let's face it, Jim, 40% of all the arable land in Canada is in the boundary, is within the borders of Saskatchewan. So it's obviously companies look at that and say, there's opportunity for growth here and there's opportunity for investment. So that's what we want to do as government. That's that's what I see my role as doing and how we can attract that. So like I say, I know the prices are high now and I know, uh, you know, a lot of farmers in my area have, have bought in their fertilizer. They know what they, you know, what they need and have done. So, you know, it's just making sure that, you know, we'll just make sure that the supply chain stays fluid and transparent so that the supply can move forward. On the livestock side, of course, in the fall, usual fall run and cattle going to market uh, prices lower. What are you optimistic about the livestock sector in the coming year? I, you know, I am. I, you know, I'm hopeful that, you know, we uh, we see moisture replenished and we see, you know, a decent hay crop for the most part around the province. And we see that, that feed supply move that way. Uh, you know, I I know there was some downside in some areas with, uh, with breeding stock and with the livestock sector as a whole. But, you know, when we looked at the numbers through the response initiative, the numbers are still pretty good as far as, you know, the applications coming through and, and the volume there. But I'm hoping that we can, uh, you know, even even the last few weeks, we're seeing an up, upward trend in the pricing on, on you know, 550 weight steers and things like that. So will, will we continue to see that? I hope so. Obviously, the price of feed is uh, reflective of part of that and uh, the availability of it. So if we can meet the challenge on the feed side and replenish our moisture and our water, I, you'll see the livestock sector, and they are a very proud bunch. And as I said, uh, you know, the ag sector is very resilient. Our ranchers will find a way to get through this. One thing the stock growers have asked is to extend the deadline for the farm and ranch water infrastructure program. Still under consideration? Very very much so, Jim. It's something we're looking at. We're just seeing, you know, how the applications are coming in and everything. We'll watch this one very closely and see where we're at. And then, obviously, uh, we're in partnership with the federal government with this as well. As I said, we'll watch it and if we see what you know what the trend is and i know they've asked for it but i know my folks over at the ministry are are really reaching out to the sector as well and you know we're seeing the applications come in we're seeing projects being completed we'll just you know monitor it and see how it goes and we'll be making a decision obviously at a later date
Agriculture Minister David Merritt made his comments in a year-end interview on 620 CKRM. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your RealAgriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio, joined right now by Muhammad Fakih. He is CEO of Paramount Fine Foods. Muhammad, how are you? I'm very good. How are you? Happy to be in Calgary. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So tell us about uh, Paramount Fine Foods. What, what is it? Well, we're a Middle Eastern uh, f- restaurant chain and uh, we own butcher shops. We have 80 locations around the world. We are in seven other countries. We started uh, in 2006. Uh, I came to Canada with $1,200 in my pocket. I'm a gemologist. I wasn't from the food industry. And I walked into a, um, to this bakery one day and they were struggling. I gave them an offer, they said yes, and I jumped. <laughs> not being from that industry, not knowing how to fry an egg. And we turned it to, uh, me and my team turned it to 80 location. Uh, restaurant chain along with around 17 butcher shops and we have other five brands that's what we are okay so you weren't from the industry so what was the enabler for you to make an offer and be interested in being in the industry well it started all by being someone that came here with nothing and people helped me when I heard that he was struggling I wanted to know more but at the same time I was always always thinking that you could actually reflect the culture through the food and the food experience. And I thought always the Middle Eastern culture wasn't mirrored properly to Canadian. And I wanted to make that change. And I always believed there was a lot of good things happen around breaking bread together. And I wanted to have that place to do that. So your, your session this morning is called Innovating Your Business Model. What, what sort of advice are you going to have for some of the delegates here at Grow Canada? Well, most importantly, I wanna talk about being like a shark and a goldfish. A shark to survive need to continue moving forward and never get stuck in the past. Never say, I'm nostalgic to the way things used to be. After a crisis and a pandemic, I think we need to be smarter and continue moving forward. We need a little bit to be like a goldfish, have a very short memory, only four seconds. Because if we continue being stuck in the old way, especially in the food industry, I think we will be caught somewhere where we, we will lose a lot of people that they're very good to our industry. So that's why we need to just continue moving ahead, moving forward, and change the way we think a little bit. I mean, the pandemic crisis is a terrible thing to waste in general. And the pandemic should have taught us to be kinder to each other. It have taught us and shown us how we are depending on one another. And when we do things together, all of us, we find solution and we will be better off. And so we need to change our business model where used to be share, shareholder first. We need to put people first, our employees, our talent, and community. If you don't support the community today, if the community doesn't know that your company is good to the planet, good to their staff, and help causes in the community, right, they will not support you. So there is a demand now. Consumers are demanding from every single company, every single CEO and all the shareholders to be kinder to their employees and kinder to the community and not lip service, not cutting a check, real commitment to that. And if you want to keep your staff, I truly believe 
people do not work for companies just because of the salary. They want to be part of something much bigger than themselves. And the only way you can do that is through purpose and helping the community. So, so we're, let's talk about some of the ways that you feel that you can do that. Is it about just more days off, uh, higher pay? What, what are the things that you see as the ways to have more of an employee-first mentality? Well, it's about getting them on the table. And a lot of people actually put a meeting between shareholders and the top executive, but the frontline hero aren't represented on those meetings. And they spend hours and hours getting along, and then they high five and they see success by them getting along when their decisions do not actually reflect what the frontline heroes in their business, the people that they're fronting the customer, the lowest level employee aren't attending on the table. I think they sh we should bring them to the table. That's one biggest change that you need to do. Two is make your investment the biggest investment in them because you can invest in machinery, you can invest in tools, you can invest in whatever you want. You need people to run them. And these days, you need to make a decision. It's either you become a training center for other company to take away your people, or you become the company that everybody wants to work for. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, 5 centimeters of snow, wind northwest 30 this afternoon. Temperature falling to minus 23 this afternoon. Wind chill minus 36 today. Risk of frostbite. Tonight, flurries and temperature steady near minus 25. Wind chill near minus 39 and risk of frostbite. Wednesday, mainly cloudy with 30% chance of flurries. Wind northwest 20 tomorrow. Temperature steady near minus 25. Wind chill near minus 40. Frostbite in minutes and a low minus 33. Thursday, sunny. A high minus 26, the low minus 28. Friday, increasing cloudiness, high minus 20, 60% chance of evening flurries, the low minus 22. Saturday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus 23, the low minus 29. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 23, the low minus 27. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 10. Normal high for the state, minus 11, the normal low minus 23. The sun rose at 8.59 this morning. It sets at 5.08 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now, Estevan in the southeast corner at minus 18. The cold spot up north, Key Lake, minus 37. Estevan once again, minus 18. Saskatoon, minus 22. Swift Current, minus 23. Weyburn, minus 19. Yorkton, minus 22. Light snow in Regina, minus 20. That's three below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north at 17. Humidity 71%. The barometric pressure is rising 102.1. Light snow, moose jaw, minus 19. Winds are from the north, northwest at 19. Once again, Regina, light snow and minus 20. That's three below Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The chair of Sask Wheat says he's optimistic about farming in 2022. Brett Halstead of Nakoma says he's optimistic despite some concerns about the soil moisture levels. Oh, I think farmers always got some optimism in them. How, how else would you spend that kind of money and go out and do it again and again? Um, you know, for the most part, there's optimism out there. There's a little bit of still dry but it's a long ways away and you know there's a little bit of fear after you come off a bad year too and, and that's natural but we're an optimistic bunch as farmers and we're going to see the crop again and we're hoping mother nature comes through as i said earlier this week i think snow might not be the answer for it right now but it'll it'll provide some optimism at least we really need spring moisture to you know get a crop and get things going good and the prices, the markets seem to be giving more optimism too, just because they're so buoyant. Yeah, they, they've had a good run this fall. They seem to have kind of plateaued out, at least for now, but I'm sure some of that has to do with some shipping tightness. But it sounds like things are slowly trying to return to a little bit of normal in BC. But, you know, they've been through a lot out there and uh, wish them, them well, even though they're not as, you know, grain intensive as we are. They're there's still people with homes and families and farms. So, you know, we're trying to get that back to normal and uh, that should help a little more and we'll see where the markets go. I know it does, uh, through through our representation on Cereals Canada, we've had some international meetings virtually with some customers around the world. And there is concern about the, the high cost of products and they're, you know, considering other options and alternatives. And just because crop's hard to get and it's very expensive so you know there's probably a little bit of a limit on prices before you know you start to lose markets too are you expecting then buoyant prices in 2022 or how do you think prices might go like pull out your crystal ball for me well i'm not a market analyst and i guess it's going to depend on what you get elsewhere in the world for crops and commodities including the states Uh, obviously we're a big exporter so that could be part of it too, uh, you know, just because we have a poor crop. I guess there could be some some local or Canadian demand will help keep that price up locally, but you still need an overall market demand from somewhere. So if, if there's big crops elsewhere in the world, you know, that'll fill some of that demand too. So it really depends on both our crops, but world crops too. You've got the uh, AGM coming up, the annual general meeting. Just what do you see some of the highlights there? Yeah, Jim, that's on January 10th at 11 in the morning. And, you know, outside of the normal course of business, doing our financials and auditors and all that stuff, you know, we're going to go through the resolutions we had from last year, as well as just a general update on the year's activities. And probably if people have more questions from some of the points I I put across, it'd be a good time to raise them, as well as directors and staff are available for questions anytime. So that's both in person um, at Prairie Land, Saskatoon on January 10th, as well as there's going to be an online portion to it too. So I think it's very important that producers show an interest in their organization. Uh, 
we are truly trying to do the best for producers and put their, their money to work for them. We create new varieties that we think are pretty good and we're pretty proud of. Um, but we want uh, we want your feedback and we want your interest in the organization too as we try to make it better for producers in the future. Red Hulstead of Nokomis is the chair of the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Saskatoon-based Nutrien has announced Mayo Schmidt has left his position as President and CEO of the Crop Input and Services Company. Executive Vice President of Potash, Ken Seitz, has been named the company's interim CEO. Seitz brings extensive global leadership experience in the agriculture and mining sectors. Nutrien is the world's largest provider of crop inputs and services. Board Chair Russ Gerling says Nutrien delivered exceptional results in 2021 and is well positioned to continue strong momentum in 2022. Seitz is the former president of Canpotex with a Bachelor of Science in Agriculture and a Bachelor of Engineering. Schmidt leaves Nutrien after just eight months on the job. Schmidt is the former CEO of Saskatchewan Wheat Pool, which transformed into Viterra and was bought by Glencore about 10 years ago. Nutrien has seen fertilizer prices soar to repeated record highs over the last few months on numerous problems, including an energy pinch in Europe, unexpected plant closures, and export halts by major countries. The U.S. government is preparing to do battle with a handful of companies it says holds too much control when it comes to the price of meat and poultry. President Joe Biden, joined by USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack, announced a four-point plan yesterday to bring back competition to the industry and raise the prices that producers receive for their animals. There are groups on this side of the border that are suggesting the Trudeau government should be doing the same. Here's part of President Biden's news conference yesterday. In too many industries, a handful of giant companies dominate the market. And too often, they use their power to squeeze out smaller competitors and stifle new entrepreneurs, making our economy less dynamic, giving themselves free reign to raise prices, reduce options for consumers, or exploit workers. The meat industry is a textbook example on the price side. Four big corporations control more than half of the markets in beef, pork, and poultry. Without meaningful competition, farmers and ranchers don't get to choose who they sell to. Or put another way, our farmers and ranchers have to pay whatever these four big companies say they have to pay, by and large. But that's only half of it. These companies can use their position as middlemen to overcharge grocery stores and ultimately families. And the big companies are making massive profits. While their profits go up, the prices you see at the grocery stores go up commensurate. The prices farmers receive for the products they are bringing to market go down. This reflects the market being distorted by lack of competition. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Capitalism without competition isn't capitalism, it's exploitation. That's what we're seeing in meat and poultry. And those industries now. Small independent farmers and ranchers are being driven out of business, sometimes businesses that have been around for generations. It strikes at their dignity, their respect, 
and the family legacy so many of them carried for generations after generation. That's U.S. President Joe Biden. The U.S. Meat Institute was quick to issue its own statement following Biden's meeting. It says the U.S. government is ignoring the real issue that packing plants and processors in the states are facing, and that's a critical labor shortage. That's also an issue in Canada. Some plants in eastern Canada have a 40% vacancy rate. It's not quite that bad in Alberta, but getting there. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola gained $19 at $1,042. Oats rose forty dollars at five ninety one fifty three. Yellow peas up nine sixty five at six thirty two eighty nine. Feed wheat increased one cent at two sixty one sixty five. One red spring wheat went down two twelve at four thirty eight thirty five. The rest were unchanged. Durham seven twenty six eleven. Feed barley three eighty three sixty four. Flax fourteen seventy fifty nine and lentils nine eighty six fifty. At Minneapolis, March spring wheat rose one and three quarter cents at nine sixty nine and a half cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. Now the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of January 4th. We haven't had a regular sale since the middle of December. The market started to pick up on slaughter cattle. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.65 cents to $0.75. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.55 cents to $0.65. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.45 cents to $0.55. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1 to $1.10. Everyone here at the Weyburn Livestock Exchange would like to wish you all the best in 2022. We look forward to seeing you. Happy New Year! And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, both brand and moose jaw plants, $169 even per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. USASC's Vaccine and Infectious Disease Organization is working on two COVID-19 vaccines. Director and CEO Dr. Volker Gertz says their original vaccine begins phase two of clinical trials in Canada in January. The second vaccine will also begin phase two trials, but they will happen in Africa. It was specifically designed to be effective against the Omicron variant. Vita was awarded $6 million from the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations, or CEPI, to establish vaccines that protect against the COVID variants and are suitable for use in low- and middle-income countries. They need to be easy to handle, to make, and very stable to transport and store. If the vaccine is successful, Dr. Gertz says Vito would transfer the technology to the institutes conducting the trials in Africa, then they would continue on with Phase 3 and would do their own manufacturing there. Gertz emphasizes they're also testing their original vaccine against Omicron. He adds that Vito is one of the few places in the world that has all of the coronavirus variants, Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, and Omicron, and they are able to test all COVID vaccines, not just their own, but those that belong to other companies, to quickly address whether they are effective. 
On the markets, the TSX is up 68 points at 21,291. The Dow has risen 263 points to 36,848. Oil has gained $1.18 to 77.26 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 29 one-hundredths of a cent at 78.74 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.